What does it take to impact young men today? Especially in the context of college athletics. Well, on today's episode, we're going to talk about that. This is the God and a Man podcast, and I'm your host, Tim Brown. Well, welcome to another episode of God and a Man. Uh, I'm Tim Brown, and today I am uh, joined by a guy that's probably going to be familiar to a lot of you listeners, especially if you're a college basketball fan, um, and especially if you're somebody listening in certain parts of the country, you're going to be very familiar with Coach Billy Kennedy. Uh, Billy is joining us today. Uh, He's now presently in Wichita at Wichita State. I'll let you let him tell a little bit more about his background and so forth here in just a second. But, uh, Coach, I want to thank you for your time. I know you just shared with me a few minutes ago that we're recording this today as as Hurricane Ida is coming through um, Louisiana and all that, and you just shared with me what's going on with your your parents down there in New Orleans. So I appreciate you giving us the time today, as I know that's a burden uh, on your heart today, and um, we'll be praying for that situation. But uh, if you don't care, Coach, if you maybe you could kind of catch up our listeners a little bit about where you're at and what's going on with you today, and if you want to talk, you know, a little bit about um, some of your previous coaching stints, uh, feel free to do that. Okay. Well, I've been at Wichita State now. This will be my second season. I came in to help a, a young man that I helped uh, coach before, named Isaac Brown, and I came to help him as an assistant. And so I've been an assistant coach here last season and um, started my second season with him. But prior to that, I was the head coach at Texas A&M for about eight years and did some scouting for the Brooklyn Nets. And I worked at Murray State where I met Tim and and uh, had a, a good run there. was there five years. And I've coached a little bit of everywhere as an assistant uh, University of California, Miami, uh, the head coach at Centenary College in Southeastern Louisiana University. Been a lot of places. God has blessed me. And now I'm living in Wichita, Kansas, adjusting to a, a new role as an assistant. I was a head coach for 21 years. And yeah. So God has got me in a different position. I'm trying to serve and see what we can do here. And, and expose as many young men to God's word and and hopefully share some Jesus with them. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Of course, you you've already told our listeners that you and I first crossed paths uh, when you were at Murray. Um, I think you were in Murray. I think I was looking on your bio earlier, like 2006 through 2011. It's hard to believe it's been that many years ago, but. Uh, time flies by, but we had the opportunity to uh, first meet each other. I, um, you gave, you blessed me with a chance to sell you a few clothes. I was peddling clothes to make a living at that time, and uh, you allowed me to do that. And it was apparent right away after you and I spent some time together that um, your your deal was more more than just coaching basketball. And I think just in a few minutes there, you were telling us about you. Uh, we 
I think most of our listeners would have figured out what you're what what, what you're mainly about, and that's the that's the Jesus thing. So that's something I've so appreciated about you and respected about you all the years that I've known you, um, Coach. I, I thought maybe we might take a few minutes this morning, and um, you know, I've recently developed a, a, a relationship with. Uh, Mark Rick, who was the University of Georgia head football coach for many years, and then it was the University of Miami his last few years of coaching and is retired now. And um, Mark and I have had the opportunity to talk about just the significance of uh, a role uh, somebody like you has with these young men uh, that you get the opportunity to uh, cross paths with. And um, and so I, I thought maybe I'd ask you, just kind of to, to give us kind of a fly overview, if you want to call that, of what what some things that really stood out to you in your career as you've coached young men, as far as some of the struggles that you see with these young men, some of the issues that you've seen, and and how you've kind of maybe been convicted by the Lord to kind of be that conduit to help some of these young guys. Is that would that be a fair question to kind of? Have you share some of that with us, kind of a fly overview? Yeah, I can tell you. Um, and we both, I didn't have as deep a relationship with Bob Warren as you did, but we both were exposed to some strong male figures that had influence on our life right. and impacted us. And, and all we're trying to do is, and all I'm trying to do is drop it to the next generation, like you said, and, expose guys to the Lord. And we, uh, one thing that I noticed that in my life, I had a void of, of male influence. Uh, my parents were divorced. And so my dad, where he was a good father in some ways, he didn't, I, I didn't see it every day because he didn't live with me. Right. But the thing that I notice is most guys that I coach, they don't even know their dads. And mm. so it's, uh, it's, an, it's hard for them to, to buy in and commit to sometimes what we're doing as a team and thinking of your, others and having a a ser servant's attitude because they've never seen it in their life. And so we're asking them real quick to all of a sudden be a part of a team, be a part of a family. And that's, there's a big line between that. And so what we, what I've tried to do is expose them to as many different speakers and people come in and on game day and visit with our team and do a devotional and then have a word of the day at times and just try to talk to them about being the kind of man that God has for them. And it's been a ministry. My, my wife uh, is a big part of what we were able to do where she traveled with me went to all our games and think her and my daughter missed about four games and in the 16 years that my daughter was growing up and so 
we tried to let them see what a family is supposed mm-hmm. to be like and a relationship between a husband and a wife would be should be. Yeah. And so that's kind of what we did. We just tried to ex- get them to see us and know that we love them and care for them and, and just develop a real relationship with them beyond the basketball and then we had to win games so it was it was uh an interesting dynamic but it's worked for us and we we're thankful yeah i know uh in my time with coach rick he and i talked about how and you just you just kind of finished with that i mean you in in that setting especially um at a at the level you've been able to coach at um you know, you're, you're trying to impact these young guys and 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 show them what a a true relationship with a wife looks like, and you know, a family setting and uh, the role of a man. But then you're also trying you still got to try to win basketball games because that's what you were hired to do and that's what you were paid to do. And I know sometimes the the lines can get a little um, blurry at times. I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And, but I, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that you, you're a guy that uh, sounds like, and from what I know of you and what you've just shared, that you've tried to uh, always uh, try to balance those two. And I, and I know it's hard, you guys, it's hard to do that because there's a lot of pressure on you to win, but you also want to, um, while you have the chance, impact these young guys. And um, I would assume that most of these guys, as you, you were saying, have just never really seen a, um, you know, what, what a male figure looks like in their lives. And old statement that, you know, a, a, a mama can't teach a, a boy how to be a man. And, right. and so, um, were there, have, have there been some specific things if you could zero in when you've, when you've had these kids in the settings, you've had them in to, uh, some things maybe to, um, help them with, uh, you know, kind of see what, what, what the role of a, of a, of a man really is a young man. And, uh, cause I, I'm sure you get these guys, a lot of them are just still boys for lack of a better term. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, we did little things from, we, we did everything we could not to practice on Sundays. They knew, that was a day that was was the Sabbath, and we we made them aware of that, and we'd bring them to church sometimes with us on Sundays, and um, we just really just tried to walk the walk and and uh, and love those love love those guys beyond basketball, and it, it was not always easy because. Sometimes you love guys. I called it love the unlovable uh, that aren't doing the right things and aren't buying. And um, that was something we tried to tried to do. But the big the biggest thing is just trying to to live the life every day and and pray with we prayed with our team on a regular basis, daily basis, and. Just tried to tell them, ask them, did they have any prayer requests? And, and we circled up and we prayed. 
on a daily basis, and we just try to make it a priority every yeah. day. It's not just on Sundays. It's not just when we need something. It's it's a it's a way of life, and and God from talking about our finances, just everything we tried to to expose them to as much truth as we could. And we were blessed because of it. Yeah. You, um, I, I've got to believe you, you, you probably have some great, still some just amazing, great relationships from some of these kids. Cause if, you know, if, you, if you're doing what you're doing and you're impacting them the way that, that, that you have, um, I got to believe a lot of these young men have recognized that over the years and have, you know, uh, you probably still have some great relationships with some of them and uh, basketball probably doesn't even come into the conversations anymore because that wasn't really what, what they got from you. They got, they got this other stuff. So, I mean, I, have you got some, have you, you still have some real great connections with some of these guys and you know that you impacted them because of that? Yeah, I still have relationships with a lot of the players that I hear from. Some, the thing that used to be frustrating early on is I wanted them to to become a believer right away, and and I wanted them to see the fruit of what we were doing. And sometimes I, I learned that it wasn't about numbers, and it wasn't about us saving guys. That God would maybe bring them on a journey 10 years down the road. And mm. that's been cool to see guys grow up and mature and, and not probably not come to the Lord till later in life. But then they would say, coach, it was because of you and mm. what you implanted in me early on. And uh, now I'm a Christian and now, I understand all the things you were talking about. So that's been fun. And and then coaching staff had a lot of assistant coaches and see those guys mature and grow has been a blessing. So it, it it's not just the players, it was yeah. filtered it filters out and we know what God can do. Well, I think, you know, I, I've had the luxury of, of being around some of the guys that coached under you and just to kind of feed off what you just said there. I mean, I, and I've seen, I've seen and, and heard them talk about the impact that, that, that culture that, and that, um, that you created there and your focus of, of, of what you were really trying to accomplish there, even though you were still trying to win, win, win games. Um, I've seen that play out in so many of the of, of the guys that, as you said, were uh, that coached under you. Um, and you know, another interesting thing, uh, Coach, I want to bring up to you is that um, I I have the I've had the privilege of being around some guys that were in 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 the community that you coached in when you were at Murray, and how you involved yourself in the lives of, of other men outside of the basketball program. Um, a couple of men that I've had as guests on this podcast 
so I don't mind mentioning their names. Um, Doug Lawson, uh, yeah. Tim, Tim Perkins. Um, uh, in both of those podcast episodes, uh, if you go back and listen to them, both of them talk about the impact you had on their lives just as a regular guy, not as Coach Kennedy. And so I, I think we tend to think of guys in your position that it's all about the players and the coaches, but you're a guy that was willing to step outside of that context and build relationship and community with other men um, in, in the community. And, and you, you impact the Lord used you to impact those guys as well. So that's another thing I appreciate about you. And I don't want this to come out the wrong way when I say it, but I know a lot of coaches just, they won't do that. They won't involve themselves with other men in a community. They kind of stay within their box, I guess, for lack of a better term. And, um, and I think that's unfortunate because they, ha they can, they can still impact so many other guys outside of that. And you, you did that. Um, and, I, and, but I got to believe, and maybe you could expand on this one. I got to believe you being in that setting with those guys, there had to be some things you probably gained and learned from that as well. No question. Uh, I, I happened to be around during the Promise Keepers movement years ago, and I was blessed to just about everywhere I've been to be a part of a men's group. And uh, it'd be four to six guys from the different community I, God would put in my life and and uh, that would keep me sharpened and keep it was good for me I needed it and it's been a blessing and in the process of trying to get something going here in Wichita but I really believe that iron sharpens iron and, and we need to as men, we need to get connected and be able to share some things in a, a circle of trust that could be impactful because it can sharpen me to be a better husband. I know my wife loved after I would come home from a meeting with a group of men because she uh, she she used to say it softened my heart, and mm. so mm. that was always a blessing. You know, I, um, I I just as I listen to you, I you know at the core of what Reup uh, Men's Movement does is to try to create a context for five six men to get together on a weekly basis. And we try to provide the intentional structure for them and the encouragement and all that. And, um, and to hear somebody like you talk about the value of that. And I got to believe it was tough for you to do because you're, you, you were a busy guy. You were, you were, you're a lot, you are a lot of, you are a lot of things to a lot of people, especially when you're in that, head coaching role in, in, in a community. And uh, the fact that you saw the significance of it and you made the time, even though it may not have been easy every time, um, I, I, 
I, I hope guys that are listening that think they're too busy for that kind of stuff could maybe really learn from what you've just shared because I've been around enough college coaches to know how busy you are. Um, and I think your team met like late at night, didn't it, Coach? The team I'm talking about in Murray? Yeah, we met on a Monday night and tried to do it Sunday night on Monday night. I've done it in the mornings at times, but it's uh, it's invaluable. So I, I just know that how much it works and how much I gained from it, and I was blessed from it. And we, It wasn't anything like – real we weren't necessarily going through a book we weren't necessarily going studying a chapter it was just the connection of being with each other and sharing what was going on in our life and prayer and at times we we'd go through books and we'd study different chapters right right but it was I think sometimes you think that you gotta have this formal setting, and and uh, God will honor it, and God will bless it just by meeting and sharing your heart. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I guess to kind of wrap up our time a little bit here, I guess, um, could you maybe give some some folks that are listening, whether they're somebody that's coaching, maybe somebody teaching somebody investing in young, younger generations like you do, whatever, whatever role it is, it may not be coaching. It could be, you know, somebody teaching a a Sunday school class of high school kids or whatever. But as you look at the next generations and you're a guy that's dealt with the next generations, if we want to say it that way, basically your entire career, um, because you're dealing with young, young men, um, any advice or encouragement you might give to, to somebody that's, that's pouring their, their life into younger people. I think the, the biggest thing that comes to my mind is that make sure you are investing in you, you're investing in your own self with, uh, daily quiet time with the Lord and, uh, uh, getting together with a group of men and sharpening yourself and your book, God and a man, I've been able to read it and it, it spoke to me in a way that God can do amazing things with, you don't have to be a head basketball coach. You don't have to be a big time businessman. God can use you where, right where you are yeah. and uh, believe that just to have the faith that God can do something supernatural by committing and surrendering our, our whole life to him and not just part of our life and to make sure you're investing in you because before you can lead others, you need to be able to lead yourself. Mm. And it's mm. important that you take care of you and it sounds selfish, but I just, I really believe that it's important. I would, I would echo that. And um, a a man, I have a tremendous amount of respect for said one time, and it's it's exactly what you're saying is that to really impact other people, 
there's a, a part of that is being a little bit selfish and focusing on yourself and developing your relationship with the Lord. And mm-hmm. that's exactly what you're saying. We hate to use the term selfish there, but you got to, you almost have to be a little bit of that because, you know, Revelation chapter two, verse four says, John's writing to the church there, but um, it, it, it's a resonating message for all of us that it says that the Lord holds what he held against that church that he was writing to was that they had lost their first love. And <laughs> that resonates, I think, to us personally, is that he wants us to focus on the first love first, which is him. Right. And then everything else will come be a byproduct of that. So I, I appreciate you reiterating that coach i just uh you know we we get busy we think we're doing good things we're investing in other people we're out here serving and and and, lead, and, that, and that's all great but um it can also take us away from the most important thing which is um sharpening ourselves uh in, right. in, in, time, in, in time with him so um uh, i i think that's that's probably not what people, when I ask you that question to share advice and courage, I, I, I'm sure people probably grabbed a pen or something and said, okay, he's going to tell me some things I need to, I can, you know, be, well, you just told him, no, it's, you need to spend time uh, building yourself. And yeah, that, 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 that I, I really appreciate your honesty there and sharing that. So, um, well, it, it's one of, it's one of my biggest challenges also, we all get caught up in the doing for everybody else, and uh, then we we're empty, and we yeah, need yeah. to refuel fuel ourselves. And so, it's something that I have to work at myself. So I know it's important. You know, um, the man you mentioned a while ago, and I've talked about him numerous times on this podcast, uh, Bob Warren, who had such a uh, the Lord used him as such a an amazing conduit in my life. Um, but, you know, uh, Bob, Bob used to always say this, and I think you you would agree here that what you're kind of, what you were communicating in a few minutes is basically wrapped up in this statement. But Bob said, one of our biggest problems as men is that we don't give God time enough so he could teach us enough, so we could <laughs> learn enough to trust him enough to let him live his life through us and do what needs to be done. And that's, I think that's one of the biggest challenges for men is, is that time factor. Right. We've got to be giving him some time so he can teach us so we can learn so we can trust. And then the rest of it comes from that. So, um, wow, just good, good stuff, coach. Um, I want to, I want to say this publicly for people to hear. Um, I know um, some of the other things you have going on in your life, uh, not um, with some health and different things like that. Right. And to to hear you with this continual focus on it's not about you, it's about others, it's about serving, it's about building your relationship with the Lord. Um, I, I, I just. I just have all the respect in the world for you. And I, I wanted to say that here and let everybody hear that. Um, um, uh, how, how are you doing in that regard? If you're okay mentioning yeah. that. 
my health is good. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease about 10 years ago. Coming up next couple of weeks, it'll be in 10 years. I've been blessed to uh, have a procedure done at the University of Kentucky that's really done an amazing job in treating my symptoms. And uh, I've been able to try to help others in, in, in the battle uh, of dealing with this, but it's, uh, you've had some health issues and when, when you're talking about health, that's when you come, you come face to face with Jesus probably in more ways than one. Some you like, yeah. some you don't. And so yeah. it's, uh, I've been blessed through it and I'm praying that I'll get to a point to where God says in Corinthians, I take pleasure in my infirmities. I'm not there yet. <laughs> Paul was amazing. Yeah. To yeah. be able to say that. And I, I'm praying that God will get me to that point. Yeah. But it's, um, I'm, thanks. I'm doing good and I'm blessed and I'm here to help anybody. Awesome. Going through awesome. a similar awesome. situation. Yeah. Well, you know, of course, I, I just mentioned Mark Rick, Coach Rick. Um, you know, he just recently got diagnosed with that as well. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, but he, he's kind of the same way. He, so it's amazing that both of you immediately reference Paul and that and and that quote that scripture right there because that's exactly what he talked about as well. So, um, so Coach, I, I again, I just have all the respect in the world for you. Um, and uh, I appreciate you letting Jesus live his life through you. Uh, I know I know how you've impacted others by doing that. And uh, I just uh, encourage you to keep keep up the fight and keep doing what you're doing. And uh, uh, maybe we'll have you have you back on sometime with us again soon. And um, hope everything works out with your family down in Louisiana and uh, dealing with all that and. Um, and again, I, I so appreciate your time today. Thanks for having me, Tim. And your book has been inspiring. I've been really good, and I appreciate your value. And being broken like Jesus is an interesting concept. So, <laughs> it, uh, well, it, I'm honored to hear you say uh, that. Thank you. I'm very humbled. Thank you. Thank you. So, well, guys, uh, Again, we want to thank Coach Kennedy. Um, and if you have, or have any interest in uh, knowing, know, knowing more about Coach, um, there you can. I know he shows up on the uh, Wichita State uh, basketball website. His his uh, biography there, a little bit about his background and all that. And uh, um, so I'm sure you, you can find out more about that. And um, I, again, I appreciate his time today. And uh, we look forward to you joining us again for another episode of God and the Man.